Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Inspire with each other. You can subconsciously, consciously tell yourself, but there's still there's still blind spots to our psyche. Mm-hmm. It's similar to if you're coming around the corner and, I don't, and you don't see me and I jump out and scare you. I'm taking advantage of a physical time and brain vulnerability of yours. The fact that you cannot see around that corner, I'm taking advantage of it to scare you. Okay. So the same thing happens in the social media world when it comes to our own vulnerabilities. They know they they have a basically every time you get a notification, whether it's your phone pinging for a text message or, you know, they know that that creates dopamine. Well, that dopamine hit is something we want. So we keep going back to it to try to get the dopamine. And so how do you do it? You keep on going in and in and in to get more. Well, what happens to our young people in the social media world? So you have a girl that posts a picture of herself. She doesn't get very many likes, while the girl she doesn't like in the other class posts almost the same exact picture, but gets a hundred likes. Well, how does that? How does Been that, there? Okay. But how does yeah. that? But how does that? What does that do to their psychological psyche? It, it makes them feel like they're inferior when they're not. Right. There's no reason to believe you're inferior, but that young lady is going to believe that. So what does she do? She adds a filter. So what does the filter do? Oh, now she gets a hundred likes because she used the filter. Oh, well, that means that a filtered version of her real self means that she'll get more attention that way. Mm -hmm. So what happens then? So then you start altering things about yourself to try and create more value. Well, then whenever you're flat on your face and you have none of that, you have no value because you put it all into this. So what is the result of that? Suicide is up over 125% in young girls ages 10 to 14. Damn. 10 to 14. 10-year-old girls are thinking about taking their life because of... What is and that's the other thing this this social dilemma episode says or show says is that the common denominator in all those cases was social media that those that social media what it does to us psychologically by how we value ourselves deteriorates it. Well, and I was going to add on to that. I think bullying has probably gotten worse because of it. So add the social media combined with the bullying. I mean, it's because I, I don't know about you. Were you ever bullied as a kid? Yeah, but I I use humor and my and my voice and talking to get away from it. Okay, I I can't say that I what elementary school picked on, middle school maybe a little bit, high school not so much. Um, I always try to be everybody's friend. So even though I wasn't the most popular kid in school, I always I was friends with the most popular girl. Maybe in the school. W- most well known person. That what? Maybe the most well known. Yeah, yeah, because I would talk to everybody, and I would talk to the kids that 
you know, would sit in class and had no friends. Same and, here. That's what, that's probably yeah. what we have a lot in common, Aaron. Yeah. So I, you know, there was always this one kid and I'll never forget him. He kind of reminded me of my brother, but, um, yeah, I would always just talk to him. I was friends with a foreign exchange student. So like, I just there was tried this, to be nice to everybody. There was this young guy named, or a young guy, we were both young kids, sixth grade. He was new to school. His name was Michael Diasis. And I walked up to him and I sat with him at lunch. He didn't have anybody to sit with. And I remember I told him I would be his friend or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he always held on to that. He was yeah. always like, man, Nick, you, you were the first one to ever come up and be my friend. Like, I remember that. Like, I was his first friend when he moved to a new school. Yeah. And, like, yeah. So, I, like, I imagine now bullying and people being nasty. I mean, people are nasty. So, so the Super so, nasty. So, going even further there, I've talked to a couple parents who have daughters who have gone through this already. And so, they've talked about how their daughter was starting to starting self-harm at like 15 or 16 years old mm-hmm. and they had no idea why because she was in her room falling down the dark hole by herself all the time never reaching out for anyone for help Ooh, because God. they because it only exists on the screen it only exists in that social media world so it makes no sense to tell mom you sound like an idiot when you tell mom oh well the girl didn't like my picture da, 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 whatever it is you know what i mean but like, you know what's so funny that sounds so juvenile but how many times as an adult I mean, yes. I know I found myself That's the like, problem. I, isn't that like that? We can't even handle it. And we're fucking grown adults. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like, I just thought of that now. Like you're talking about a 12 year old girl. And she's like, oh my God, so-and-so didn't like my picture. And I just think, I think I might've done that the other day. Imagine, I, you know what I mean? Imagine, and I'm in oh. my forties. Like, yeah, oh my God. But imagine how much more detrimental it is to a child who hasn't had the life experience you to know to bounce away from it. Mm-hmm. You know, and so she was telling me how her. Well, how, if, hell, if you catch me on a certain time of the month, I'm probably <laughs> going to be like that 12 year old girl, too. Well, like, so the counselor at school told the parents that she went to her and told her she was harming herself. And her parents were floored. They had no idea. They had no clue that their daughter was engaging in this. So now her daughter's 18. She's overcome this. She's mm-hmm. a bright girl moving on to college, doing well for herself. Well, now she's got a daughter in middle school and it's happening already. And she couldn't believe it because she's already bought, battled this one time. And now her youngest is going through the same thing. And it's because these these apps are run by computer servers, not people. These computer servers have an algorithm programmed by a person. But once the computer begins the process, the hands are off. The man no longer has control of it. The computer, oh, my gosh. The you, computer is controlling the rabbit hole that we go down. Like, like that, uh, like... Snoop Dogg's uh, yes. Corona com- down, down the, the hole. hole we go. I you know, like I saw that. Like, was it yesterday? And I was like, oh damn, Snoop Dogg the, and his wisdom. Texting and tweeting and dim, 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 dim. down the hole we all go. Yeah, man, and it also makes me think of this TV show. It's not on anymore, but I loved it, and it had uh, Jim Caviezel, who was the guy that played. Remember the the movie about Jesus that Mel Gibson. Oh, yeah, 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 a passion of Christ. Yeah, so he was the guy that played Jesus. So he was in this show. It was on CBS for years. It was called Person of Interest, and it was about um, this computer that would have these algorithms and and numbers would come up, and it could tell if you were going to do something bad or somebody was going to die. You know what I mean? Like something was going to happen, and it just... I don't know. Part of that made me think of the wormhole and oh yeah, well computers deciding stuff and all that kind of. And, and, and I think that was the other part <clears throat> that was about this show, the social dilemma, was that Google, Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, all of them, they've got warehouses full of servers that are maintaining 
all the information of every single person on their app and all the data that is saved under that person. It's in a giant room, a computer server. Some of these are underwater to save on physical space because they're so gigantic and to keep them cool. Oh, my God. It just... That means that all of the sh- stuff that we live in our life, every 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 type, every time I've texted or checked in on Facebook, or even when I didn't check in on Facebook, all that data of me is in a Facebook server somewhere on a computer saved under a profile number. Well, think about um, uh, just your cell phone in general, right? Oh. So location, we're going to talk about location. Heart rate now and all the other stuff? Yeah. Um, okay, there was that story locally about how there was this young woman that was uh, killed and they figured out that her cell phone sat next to his cell phone for a certain amount of hours. And that's how they correlated that this guy was probably the person that did it. Wow. It was like they were just near each other for hours. Proximity. And I was like, oh, damn. Like, you oh. know what I mean? Yeah, like that's that- nuts. But also that makes me think how big of creatures of habit we actually are. Mm-hmm. We don't realize it until it's put out on paper in front of us how much time we spend doing one thing or spend in one place or how often we get up and do this same routine every day. Like whenever we would come to work, I guarantee you our first 45 minutes, yours or mine, if you lined it up, looks the, 90% of the time the exact same thing. But yeah. we would never think that because we just live our life. We don't, we're don't. we not looking at, at a readout of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Definitely creatures of habit. And now with the pandemic, it's turned into a Which, different pattern of So taking that one monotony. step further from creatures of habit to what happens when you're that predictable? You're that manipulatable. Oh, Is God. manipulatable? Is that the word? Manipulatable? Uh, uh, like, you open yourself to manipulation. Yes. <laughs> I like manipulatable. Like, yeah, like, did you just come up with, like, a George George Bush made-up word? <laughs> I kind of feel like I did a little bit. Strategery. Strategery. So, all right, well, I guess we go into music from here. Do we have another? Do we? Or Wait, how, how long are we at right now? We're at 50 minutes. Do we? Should we just pass on the music? No, hell no. Okay. I, I mean, sorry, Lauren Elena. Okay, yes, we can listen to Lauren Elena. All right, so uh, Lauren Elena has her new EP out. And this came out uh, like a good month ago. So it's called Getting Over Him. Clearly, it has something to do with an ex, Getting Over Him, right? But I listened to the whole EP. And of course my- you did, because you love you some Lauren Elena. Can dream. Okay, go on. Yeah, so, all right, so the Lauren <laughs> Elena story. This I feel like I've told this story before, and I've definitely told friends, so maybe this will be the longest form story that I've ever actually said. You know, is it was Pasadena Rodeo. Oh, yeah. uh, Joe Nichols, <laughs> Lauren Elena, Scotty McCreary, and Low Cash. Yeah. I I think I know where this story is going and I'm about to laugh. Okay. They were they were playing the Pasadena Rodeo on the rotating stage. The show was called Bull Bash. And I was a little late showing up to the hospitality room. And this is where the meet and greet was happening. So I go into the hospitality room and I walk over to you and somebody else who is standing there who we work with. And across the room, there's a beautiful gal that I make eye contact with and we'll share a little bit of a smile. And I was like, wow, I'm pretty sure she was smiling at me. That, that doesn't happen all the time, right? Just but because she's smiling at you doesn't Aaron, mean she wants you. I know my life, okay? Okay. <laughs> and I'm just saying girls don't just straight up smile at me all the time. Well, like, they do if they're nice people. Well, apparently not. You know, in my experience, even the nice ones don't always smile at me, right? Anyways, so obviously she... You know, she caught my eye, 
Well, then I to find out that's Lauren Elena. Well, at the time, the only song that she had out was What Ifs with Kane Brown. Mm. So in my mind, I was like, oh, okay, that's her. Wow, she's she's gorgeous. I had no idea that was her, you know? And so on goes the day. I'm not Obviously, at that point, I had no real ambition or belief that she was into me other than the fact that she smiled and I felt good about that. That was it, <laughs> right? It wasn't like, oh, man, I think I got a chance. None I of can't that. Wait, I can't wait until the next, like, the next paragraph of this story. Yeah, so... <laughs> She goes on. Actually, they all go on at the same time, mm-hmm. and they all take turns performing. Basically, it was like a mini 10-man jam. Yeah. But yeah. Very much so. And I walk out to the front row because they have, like, a space between the front row and the rail and the stage. So I'm on the inside of the rail for photographing purposes and whatnot. And I'm standing in the front of the stage. Well, Lauren Elena starts singing her part, and she has a powerful voice. Like, yeah. nobody saw that coming, right? Nobody knew that she was about to sing like that. And I remember that night from her performance, That's she stole the show. Well, while she was performing, she looks down <laughs> at me and begins making facial expressions while she's singing. I see, and you're like... No, oh, no, Erin, no, no. I did not. I'm I did sorry. Not. I'm sorry, but okay. So this... Aaron, I'm I, not discounting that she was looking at you. Neither am I. However... I did not believe she was looking at me with any intention. I did not want to believe that. But there was nothing else to believe when you see that. So I was like, Nick, don't fool yourself into believing that she somehow. Wants you. Yes, I, that is what was going on in my head. I wasn't saying that out loud. I, I'm holding a camera, mind you. I'm holding a camera. So maybe she's performing for the camera, right? There's, right. In my mind, there's lots of reasons that she is looking in my direction with those facial expressions singing a song. But I'm not believing that it's because I'm so damn handsome that she's like, golly, I'm going to sing to this guy, right? I'm not. Well, I have two thoughts. My first thought is that, and I this isn't a dig at her at all, but, you know, she's a performer and she's a little bit of a ham. So I can see her being like, oh, yeah, I'm going to zone in on this guy. and To get, her, get it going. Yeah, you know, because maybe her zoning in on one guy helps get her. Into the zone. Yeah. Or helps her get a little flirty, a little bit. Yeah, it's almost like, and then my thought was, I was mascot in seventh grade, and so I went with the cheerleaders to their dance practices, and they made them make these faces whenever they would dance. And, like, they would make them, like, pucker their lips or squinch their face on certain moves to be more animated for the crowd. Oh, that's interesting. Well, okay. And so if you ever Maybe watch, I need to try that. If you ever watch cheerleaders, like professional cheerleaders, they're making these crazy faces and wide eyes, and, and, and they're doing this. Well, it reminds me of Mo because she is very animated in her face, and, and when she like they would do videos, and it makes me think like, oh. Was she a cheerleader? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, they, yeah, totally yeah. then. That, that totally lines up. Yeah. So that was actually what I thought. Mm-hmm. Mind you, my passion and the for this story comes because of what <laughs> happened shortly after. So, oh dear! As I'm digesting this, the guy, kid, young man on the rail in the crowd starts tapping me on the shoulder, and not just finger like slapping me on the shoulder. Going, bro, she's singing to you, bro. She's singing to you, <laughs> dude. It's like it's <laughs> like, and I want to go back and tell that young man. 
don't feed the beast. Yes, okay? I was telling him that too. I'm like, don't, dude, don't do this to me, bro. Don't do this to me because oh, like God. I'm gonna lose it. I'm gonna lose it. And yeah. I can't I can't I can't go down this rabbit hole with you, bro. I see it too, man. I see it too. You know what I mean? Like we were all seeing it. We were all there. It wasn't but moral of the story is she had a boyfriend. She, <laughs> and she got engaged and then she broke up with that guy and then ended up dating that other guy that was a, a total disaster. Yeah, by the way, that guy has made a recovery in life from that disaster because he got in trouble for like being inappropriate um, yeah. in, in the DMs was he, like, and being stuff. Me too, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was crossing lines in DMs apparently, and and while he was in a relationship, it makes it even worse, right? So, anyways, so we'll play the title track, "Getting Over Him," and then I'll play the song that I think is the hit. So this is uh, "Getting Over Him," and I'm just gonna. Heard from a friend of a friend that she had a reputation. It sounded like my kind of lonely medication I was the girl he cheated on Looking for a little bit of neon So I got drunk, hit you up And you took the invitation We were dying that and john party and her had another song on john party's album called uh don't blame it on the whiskey that i really liked a lot also mm. so they, they weren't good together i didn't hear the john part we didn't play the john party part but you'll have to go listen to the actual ep to hear that part when it comes to hit music i do believe there's a difference between a great song and a hit song there's a lot of great music that never makes it to be a hit in my mm -hmm. opinion you understand what i'm saying right so this is what i believe to be her hit Let's check it out, I think. Uh, here it is. You can have that coffee shop we went on our first day. You can have that Waffle House right off the interstate. When we'd sober up under fluorescent lights. I'll miss Miss Linda, but hey, that's all right. I'll give you back that sweatshirt, the one that I love. And you can keep our baby song like Jesus does. And that 8th Avenue Sunday, 9 a.m. service. Can have all that, I'll even change churches, but take it back that little hole in the wall. Red door sign saying, Come on in, y'all. The deep end shots, the bots in the neck, the smoky patio with all my rowdy friends. You can have any bar that you want, but not this one in Midtown. Find a new place to hang out, better not see you. Yeah, you know what's funny? I mean, I like that. I don't know. I feel like I liked the other one better. Oh, the getting over him? Uh-huh. So maybe she has two hits. Yeah. I, I thought that, yeah. I will say this. I like these songs better than there's one song that might have actually been a hit for her. And I was like, no, maybe it was the ladies or the ladies, oh, of ladies the in the 90s. Yeah. Well, I, I thought know, that one I don't was. I that was the one. There was one I was like, oh, I'm, not, no, I, I'm not sure I'm feeling that. Well, I think that's been the case for Lauren across the board. She's like I said that night at Pasadena Rodeo, there was no doubt how big of a star she could be. 
like literally she took over the the room oh and, yeah and so that not everyone can do that like that is that is I've seen enough acts she to know. She commands a presence. Exactly. Like, yeah. And her voice is so powerful, you don't expect it. It's just so crazy to think, like, obviously she was on American Idol, but she and Kane Brown both came from the same middle school. Like, and they're both incredibly famous and are being, you know, doing so well. Our stars of country music. Yeah. yeah. She's been on Dancing with the Stars and... And a couple other, and by the way, she told me about that in the interview at Tin Man Jam before anybody, but she didn't say what it was. Oh, yeah, Because yeah. I thought it was going to be a reality show, because she was on a Nashville show that um, had a pilot. There was a pilot to it. And she's actually a really great actress, too. Um, obviously, I'm partial, but she really is a talented person. And I took that from the Pasadena Rodeo, and going back to the whole point of what even spurred that little piece of the conversation, she hasn't had a hit yet, like a, a true bona fide hit. Like she's had great songs and she's got an incredible voice and she's amazingly talented and beautiful and yeah, all the things. Yeah, because there was another song of hers but, that came out in the last couple of years that I thought should have totally been a hit and it just did okay. And I was like, oh man, that was really good. I like, think and, that might have been doing fine. And then yeah, it, and I, that was one. The road less traveled. Mm-hmm. And see, road less traveled. Nobody really knew her yet, and yeah. I felt like it was a really deep story about her person about her personally mm -hmm. and it was such a deep story that people hadn't been able to draw those those lines together it was almost too soon if you will from the from like if that had come out after she'd been on dancing with the stars it might have told a different story or yeah. played a little differently but i always thought that hit hit music was what was she was missing and i think she nailed it with this ep like well hopefully hopefully it gets her some some more legs yeah maybe maybe all the record reps can listen to this podcast and be like man <laughs> If Nick and Aaron like them, they've got to be big, right? No? <laughs> right. Who knows? So, all right, I think that's a good stopping point, Aaron. Episode 29, it's a wrap. Never miss an episode of Country Not Country with Aaron Austin and Nick Russo. Make sure to download the Radio.com app and subscribe to this podcast. Country Not Country, a Radio.com podcast. Special thanks to executive producers Sarah Frazier and Chase Murphy. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.